She's a funny lady who makes you laugh. Uh, wait, don't dress like me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta keep it like. Are you doing that on purpose? Oh my god, I love you. What? This is so funny. That is so funny, Ray. What's up, Colin? What's up, Colin? Wait. Two times, Colin. All right. Hey, this is Tammy Pescatelli. We're here with news from abroad. I have my special co-hosts, Ray Zawadney and Colin Chamberlain. Uh, I can't tell the difference anymore. We don't know. They have morphed into the same person. Um, so welcome back, Colin. Thank you. Thank you for still having me. Of it's course. Nice. It took me a little while to get into the Zoom meeting. So I was like, well, I guess that's hanging out. <laughs> it was, well, like, not that we have a doppelganger. We weren't sure exactly what we need to do. Yeah, when I come on and see Ray dress like that, it's a little disturbing. You know? that's, that's, that's like the new changing the locks. We just sent you a bad link. You're like, hey, <laughs> Stand-up comedy is not possible right now. So whoever you want to vote for, we don't care. Just vote for someone who raises capacity laws. So, Colin, <laughs> go back to work, please. Please. Uh, and this is news from abroad. We're having a lot of fun. Uh, Weekly World News is the world's only reliable news. And um, Bat Boy, as a matter of fact, is running for president. Bat Boy in 2020, he's right wing and left wing. So oh, perfect. <laughs> these are available on the Kickstarter uh, campaign. So he, so he flip flops. He's a, he's a flip flopper. There's <laughs> <laughs> this week's story. Let's get into that. We read the story, we have some fun with it, and then we do a shallow dive into a lot of meaningless nothing. Here we go. Lake Erie monster spotted in Cleveland is actually a Steeler fan. A Cleveland man who wishes to stay anonymous last week said that the Lake Erie monster saved his pet dog after he was thrown overboard. Later, the man was shocked to learn that the legendary creature is not a fan of the Cleveland Browns. The man was on his weekly fishing trip with his trusty canine best friend, Finer Mac, when the water got rough. It came out of nowhere, really. <laughs> One minute I grabbed my dog, it was all sunshine and happiness. That's why I skipped out of work. I mean, took the day off. The next minute it looked like a scene out of the Titanic. The anonymous fisherman recalls reaching to get a bucket to throw the water overboard. That is when another gust of wind pushed him right over the aft side of the boat. I was struggling to breathe, and already about 10 feet from my dog in the boat, in raging waters. I thought I was going to die. That's when Biner Mac, the man's rescued beagle, rescued him right back. The dog jumped into action after sensing something wasn't right with his owner. He jumped into the water and began to swim to the man. My dog, he just grabbed me by the hood of my brown sweatshirt and pulled me onto the boat. I was able to climb back in because he kept nudging me with his head. Once I was safely in the boat, I turned around to grab Biner Mac and pull him in with me. But another huge wave came and knocked me over and my eyes cleared. My dog was about 25 feet away. He was exhausted from saving me from going under. The fisherman tried everything he could do in his weakened state to save his best friend. Threw the life vest out. I tried to grab him with my sweatshirt, but I couldn't. He went under clinging for the hoodie for the last time. I was screaming and crying, please, someone. Help us! And someone, or something, did. Out of the depths of the water, the five-year-old beagle shot through the air into the boat. It was nothing short of a miracle because the dog was lifted out of the water by none other than the Lake Erie Monster. 
I know it sounds crazy, but this thing was huge. It had dog-shaped heads, silver scales. I heard stories about it, but I never believed it. But she was there, plain as day. The Lake Erie monster was first spotted in 1793. Much like her more famous Scottish counterpart of Loch Ness, she was dreaded and admired and never truly proven to be real. A creature thought to be a holdover from prehistoric days, many ship's captains have told stories about the Lake Erie monster. The Weekly World News has followed the whereabouts of Bessie closely. I just sat there, stunned, holding on to my dog. The creature looked at me, and just as quickly as he revealed himself, he went underwater. I thought he was gone, but then he popped back out and he spit my brown sweatshirt back into the boat. I guess he's a Steelers fan. Cleveland Monsters hockey team invited the man and the dog to their game. They don't want the same issues as the New Jersey hockey team has with their devil. Yay! Welcome yeah. back, Colin! Thanks, guys. That was so I like good. That. I like that all of our voices are either smokers or they're southern. And here's the fun thing. We're going to let everybody know this is our own Easter egg that's right out there. We don't even You don't even have to look for this Easter egg. This story I am a Cleveland native. Those two on the screen, Ray, blink, so I know you're not frozen. <laughs> oh, look at that. Uh, are from Pittsburgh. So that's what makes us such a fun story. One of the banes of our existence as a kid for me were the Browns. The Browns were almost good for a lot of years. Um, last week, Ray and I were talking about that this, this week, by the way, they won again, Ray. Yeah, yeah. And they're winning, okay? And so we said it's a sign of the apocalypse. Well, I said it. I'm allowed mm -hmm. to say it, being from Cleveland. And I'm scared because there was a thing that when the Red Sox won the World Series for the first time and broke the curse, there was a high percentage of people that died in Boston that year. Of like sacrifice and stuff. Yeah, they really did. Cleveland has sacrificed so much already that this is really just the <laughs> I think the Browns-Steelers rivalry, it's, they've matched up against each other 136 times, okay? Uh, right now, the longest winning streak still is held by the Browns' eight game, but in the regular series, Steelers have won more. They're 74 to 59 to 1. You both can attest to this. Like, when you go on stage in Cleveland, if you're from Pittsburgh or vice versa, and they go, you know, from Cleveland or from Pittsburgh, people get mad. And my first thing was like, what are you booing? First of all, like, <laughs> I'm obviously not a Steeler. Like, I, I don't <laughs> for the Steelers. I, you know. Second of all, like, it's almost the same city. Like, yeah. it's a city where everybody's a little bit depressed and angry. And if we didn't have a football team, you know, there'd be no reason to get up in the morning. Especially where I live right now. I live in northwest Pennsylvania. I grew up on in northeast Ohio. You could have someone in the household. You think the Biden and Trump thing is a rivalry. Somebody could have a Steelers jersey on across the table from a Browns fan. Well, I, I I don't really know the Steelers and Browns rivalry like the way that a lot of people do, just because most of my lifetime, it was the Browns after they uh, came back and they never were the same. Yeah, they weren't good then. They broke our hearts, right? Let me tell you what happened. They were winning, okay? They were a great, they were a decent team. And then they stole them. And the year that they stole them, they won the Super Bowl. I, I will say this, I, as a coming from a diehard lifelong Steeler fan, 
is I do respect people that are fans of the Browns because, I mean, there are just some, like, serious diehards, and they've had so many losing seasons and still have that passion. I respect the hell out of that. It's like being on a slot machine, Ray. Once you put enough <laughs> money in, you can't get up. Like, the, it owns you. you got to stay until the end. I can't give up now. I can't. I don't consider it a rivalry because I still can't believe that they're good. I live under the assumption that at any moment, like I told that joke, that the Browns can lose a game on the way home from a game. You know what I mean? By the way, when when Cleveland was gone and there was that year there was no football team, Steelers had Browns Day, invited us to come sit at their stadium. That's how bad it was. Like It was like, that's, it's that's so rude. bad. Right? It's like that's like ex. inviting an that's like inviting an ex girlfriend to your wedding. Yeah, to sit at at the head table. Right. Yeah. Like, we know you don't have a date because we know yeah. you're miserable. So you can sit at here, sit next to me. I named the dog uh, Biner Mac because of the famous fumble that happened. They fumbled on like the two yard line. It was crazy. We were in the playoffs. It was nuts, and it destroyed the morale of the city for a long time. A city that already had so many problems because in 1969, even before I was born, their lake caught on fire. So That's never good when your water's on fire. Right? Because How is that even possible? Okay, just like Pittsburgh, Cleveland was a steel town, all right? And a lot of chemicals were being, back then they could care less what you did with your chemicals, what you did with your oil, what you did with your waste. Just put it back in the water. They'll put some potassium in there. They'll put some iodine in there. The rest of the, the city doesn't matter if that's our drinking water, too. And the lake caught on fire. So it was mistake on the lake for the longest time. But that's what's so shocking about, do you know that this Bessie story is real? I mean, not the story that I wrote. I mean, literally, oh. I don't know if he's a, But apparently there is a Lake Erie monster. Now, do you think it has anything to do with, like, all the stuff they put in the water? Well, no, because you want to know what? It says the first time they saw her was 1793. Mm -hmm. She's been seen. They call her Bessie, um, South Bay Bessie. She, so the, I guess she was out by the islands, out by Toledo and all the Port Huron and stuff like that. Right. Um, you, dated, you dated a South Bay Bessie. <laughs> no, but I, 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 did, I did date a Lake Erie monster, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that that immediately made me think of like when you're talking about an ex or like of one of your buddies and you're like oh you know phil's just going to get back with the lake erie monster and then we're never going to be able to see him that's hysterical <laughs> well they they saw her uh she's 30 to 40 feet that's what they report um grayish color snake like i guess they saw her for three decades straight now here i grew up on lake erie and i'd never heard of it but Apparently, lots of people have, and that's why they named that hockey team the Lake Erie Monsters. Isn't that weird? It's strange to name something after, like, a possible, like, monster in your town. Like, you know, like if, uh, I don't know where the Zodiac Killer was from, but if they had, like, a like a pro-am, like, baseball team, like, hey, keep it going for your local Zodiac Killers. Huh? Like. I, I get why they do it because I was, as I'm doing all the shallow dive, turns out Loch Ness, $14 uh, billion she's brought into them over the years. It's a, it's a cash cow. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so people going there to try to see it. See it by keychains, magnet, refrigerator magnets, towels, you know, shortbread, whatever. Yeah, they go there, try to spot it, try to see it. $14 billion over all these years they've made. I did a show. I had to cross Lake Champlain up on a ferry. You had to stay in your car, rather. You didn't get to get out of your car, but you could put your windows down and ride the ferry. So I rode the ferry across, played the college, and then the last ferry was like at midnight. And it was really creepy anyway to wait for it because like to wait for the ferry, there was one other car and it felt just weird. And and then as I'm paying for it, the guy says to me, the midnight runs is where we normally spot champ. And I was like, who's champ? Like thinking he was like the security guard. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's the, he's the Lake uh, Champlain monster. And they have seen him in this century. Now, that is not something they should tell you as you're about to board the ferry. Like, as you're leaving, that's a good time. Yeah. Well, I I just feel like that's such a lame, like, trip to go on. It's like, hey, let's go maybe not see the Loch Ness Monster. Or let's go probably not see Champ. Like, no. <laughs> I guess, like, the lamest vacation ever. You well, may I'm, get a keychain. It's the craziest thing, though. I will tell you. It was... As we're riding, and you know, those ferries are long, like no matter where, even for some reason, they're just always, and that one felt longer. I'll be completely honest with you. And I'm sitting in the car and I have the windows down because you couldn't run your car and it was super hot. And you hear night noises, you know, crickets, water, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it was like dead silent. And that silence was the creepiest silence I have ever experienced. Now, I didn't see anything. It was pitch black. I couldn't see. But they reported they've had over 300 sightings. Um, P.T. Barnum tried to come there to capture it. I mean, it's been crazy. Oh, my God. We got into the wrong business. I know. Telling, I'm going to start being like, yeah, there's something uh, in my apartment. That I see, mm-hmm. keep seeing this figure. And if you want to come over and get a picture with it, it'll be $40. There are videos now, though. Champ apparently has a video. We have very good friends. My dad's best friend is from Scotland. And he will he swears that he saw the Loch Ness Monster when he was, he was a kid. And he's, not, he's a guy that laughs and jokes and has a great time. But he literally straightens up and takes it seriously. And like a change comes over him. What does he say he saw? Did he, like, does he describe it? He was fishing with his dad as a kid and they were just casting reels. And all of a sudden it just came up and kind of looked at him and then it went back down and he he said he peed himself. Like, why would you make that up? You don't want to make yourself look like a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. If he, if he was making it up, he would have been like, then I went out there and kicked its ass. Right. I finished fishing. I wrote it. Come on. Let's go. I wrote it. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. If I get another stimulus check, we're going to go to Scotland and hunt it. I'll go hunting. It'll be fun because no one's doing it with a good sense of humor. Maybe those are dinosaurs. By the way, serpents and sea monsters started because they were flat earthers. Flat pe- People who thought the earth was flat said that you would sail to the end of the earth and then fall off 
and a sea monster would eat you. I mean, that is a better explanation than I could give how the earth works now. If someone said, <laughs> how does the earth work? I'd be like, I think there's a sea monster at the end. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I, that would be more believable. Yeah, if you just keep going that way, you'll get to the end. It's it's weird, though. There are more monsters than you would believe, though. Um, did you know that there has been this pack of bull sharks? You know, the second biggest shark is first Great White. Bull shark sounds like how they edited a dirty movie on TBS when he's like, man, that's bull shark. <laughs> They're bull sharks that they have found high up into the Mississippi River. Down south, there was a, a meatpacking plant. And they were allowing all, again, these people who aren't respecting the water. I think this is where it all comes to. It's going to wish there was a monster to take care of this. They let all of their extra body parts from the cows, all the blood, all this stuff, they just let it go plop right into the river. Well, that became such a feeding frenzy. And these bull sharks traveled over 620 miles upstream into fresh water. They've adapted over the years. And now that we have bull sharks in some parts of the river. Holy God. Could you imagine? Oh, I can't even imagine. I mean, you think you're safe in a river, right? Like you think ish. Yeah, I mean, in Pittsburgh, if you go to the river, the only thing you have to worry about is like a needle, you know? I mean, it's way worse than a shark. And 50% of the time, those needles are pretty clean, so. (laughs) You just rinse your foot out in the river water anyway, you know? I, like, like the whole Loch Ness thing and the people that have seen them, like, at this point, why wouldn't we all just be like, yeah, you're right. Like, why argue with these people? If they're crazy enough to believe it, why not just give it to them? You don't think that it could be a dinosaur? You don't think it could be like, you know, gators are dinosaurs. Right. right? Oh, I I, I think it, there's more than likely something there than there isn't, you know? And I, but there also is like, people are so bad at keeping secrets, but I mean, you know, they, they didn't think there was aliens. And then the, what was it like this year? They released all that information about like Roswell and stuff. Uh, so to me, it's like, I'm not going to argue. It's like, there's a Loch Ness monster. I'm not going to be like, hey, you're wrong. Let's discuss yeah. it. Yeah, that's not a battle I really care to pick either. You know, it's like, okay, let that guy believe that. That's fine. I mean, yeah. if it's like, neither way it affects you. But there's just some people that love, you know, they love naysaying. I hope there's a Loch Ness monster. Well, do you think that maybe it started from like a fisherman's tale? You know how they all tell like, Oh, that's the one that got away, and that one was four feet long, and this and that. Do you think it, or what was the purpose? I could see that. I mean, that's how guys tell every story, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was out the other night, and six uh, supermodels came in, and, uh, you know, I said I'm too tired. You know, that's how it all starts. <laughs> and, and then by the end of the week, it's 12 supermodels. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know. It's it, that's a typical guy story to be like, I almost caught a fish and like, how big was it? And then it's like, who's a monster? It was a literal monster. Yeah, well, that that explains a lot right there. I think the Bron-
So this is the segment that we call Frighteningly Funny because comics have traveled all around the world and sometimes it's scary being on stage, but it's even scarier off. Uh, this week's guest is a very good friend of mine. Uh, what was the name of the movie we were in? I Am Battle Comic. <laughs> I have no idea. Although we shared none of the scenes together, we had so much fun at all the premieres. He has a new podcast called Eyes on the Ground, Please welcome the hilarious Slade Ham. Oh, it's so good to be here and not cutting up and almost thrown out of the back of a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> we really almost got kicked out of our own of our own movie. It was so, I can't help it. We just it clicked. We immediately had the same sense of humor. Within, Instant. Literally within three seconds. It was so <laughs> much fun. <laughs> We're both like, we know what happens. Let's, right, let's right, right. I've seen the ending. I think I live. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Who knows? Uh, it was a documentary, which is even weirder that I wasn't sure if I lived or not. Um, <laughs> so you know that what we do here at News from Abroad, we take a, a lot of this with a tongue in cheek, but sometimes there's some experiences that we have that are a little bit off-putting or creepy or maybe paranormal. What were some of the things that you said you went through? So I grew up, I'm a little Southeast Texas kid, right? And I have been fascinated ever since I was a child by this. There's a Southeast Texas Bigfoot. Do you know about this? The, okay. the uh, legend, I, the legend of Boggy Creek. I've heard of that. I, I wanted to go out and do this. This was my whole purpose. I was like, I'm going to go out. I watch all the documentaries and they always, you know, they get to the end. Someone throws a rock. They're like, Ooh, that must've been a Bigfoot. And then nothing else ever happens. It's, yeah. They never figure, there's never any, any, any satisfaction. I wanted to know like some deep, maybe, maybe the right location. So I, I, I put it into the universe. I said, universe, give me, give me a Bigfoot hunter. And I thought, how, how, what a load of crap. And a couple of weeks later, swear to you, I'm at my comedy club, uh, Beaumont, Texas. This dude who looks exactly like you think he would. <laughs> They're actually, the people who've seen Bigfoot are scarier than the actual Bigfoot. 100, if you ask me which one I'd rather run into in the woods, completely unescorted, <laughs> three big feet all day long. The, uh, this guy, took, he's, he had led a couple of National Geographic uh, expeditions out for the Southeast Texas Bigfoot. This guy was as legitimate as they come in this world. And we start talking after the show and he goes, do you want to go? Actually, you want to go? That's how they all talk. It's <laughs> a hard accent. I don't know if that's how they all talk, but that's how I hear them. <laughs> you want to go? It's just one word. And so I, I go, man, I, I go, let's do this. And we load up and we go out. He takes me out with all the gear, the, the night vision and the, the, the heat, all, the, all that stuff, the thermal stuff. And we wander out into the woods in a place where he says, that they've encountered big feet, big feet, big foots. I, I it's a weird thing. They're big foots, big feet. I don't, I don't know. I know it's octopuses. I know that one is right. When people is try and make it octopot. No, no, you're learning things. It's wow, octopuses. This is, this is supernatural. You can win a bar <laughs> fight over this one. <laughs> I'll take your word. I went, I went out with this guy and we're sitting out there in the woods. Now this is, this is the part that's creepy, right? They tell you a couple of things about uh, the Bigfoot culture is that when you're out hunting for big feet one of the things you'll notice is that there are no other animals around wildlife tends to disappear in the presence of other bigfoots is what he told me so i noticed that it's very eerily quiet out so much so that you can hear everything that's happening in the woods which is nothing and we're sitting here and out of we've been sitting here for almost an hour 
and then you start to hear foot, I, I say footsteps, crunch and brush off in the distance. And he's so confident. Like, I don't understand how you can be so confident about a thing that there's not anything to know. Like, you can't, that there are no facts to know about big feet because there are no big feet, right? I see. So, what right, right, right. Okay. So, so to start quoting their, their, their traits and their, their migration habits, it, what, what happens is one will start to track you from across the way. That's how he starts explaining it. And I go, so that's what we're hearing. And he goes, yeah, now wait. And we wait. And then I start to hear another thing doing the same thing, but moving sort of this, like they're making a circle, but running, like they're both moving at the same time, real slow. Wow. And, wow. Yeah. And I'm hearing this crunch. It's like he called it, like the Babe Ruth called shot. You're going to hear right. him. They stalk in pairs. And I'm just sitting here like, this is really happening. And then... I know, I know. I'm just like, and then what's next? Like, if he's telling you that, what happens next? And by the way, uh, for everybody watching, Slade and I have been in war zones. Yep. <laughs> okay. I've, I've had and an I, I've had an IED go off within hearing distance, like the boom. We've been there, Tams. This, this was so eerie. To, like, his hair standing up on the edge of your arm. And I'm a skeptic. I don't. This isn't my. This isn't, I don't believe this. I'm out here to prove all this wrong, right? right. And I'm out here with the, with the guy who is as stereotypical as Ralphie would have called it, the Kentucky waterfall. That <laughs> haircut, just that glorious, perfectly, just the in the front, the, like a phoenix's tail. <laughs> and then that long flowing mullet in the back and the backwards cap and he's got some chaw. I mean, he is what you expect. And this is my leader. And he's explaining these things to me and they're coming true as I'm watching. Oh, my God. And then everything gets deadly quiet again. And we've been sitting in the same spot for, I don't, this is an extraordinarily long period of time. I've guessed more than an hour, two hours, somewhere in there. It's been a long time. And from off behind us, very, like 20 feet away, if I'm a decent guess of distance in the dark while I'm scared out of my brain with a redneck, if my math is right, 20 feet away, was the loudest crash of brush. I've, <laughs> like, like a... Yeah. And he jumps up. And, well, I'll get to that in a minute. The, cause I don't know what order I'm freaking out. I grew up in this, this, I know what wild hogs are, right? Okay. I, have you been around feral hogs in the wild? No. Okay. They're giant monsters with tusks and they're not nice. You run across one and they're in a pack. They'll gore you. They do it all the time. Sure. People will hunt them with knives and wild dogs with Kevlar vests. It's a, the South is a weird place. And <laughs> so go ahead. So I, so this, 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 and I, my, I, I think it's a hog, right? Cause, but then I have to deal with this fact, right? Cause the dude jumps up, like he's got a rifle with him. He jumps up and he goes, go, 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 go. And he cracks it and he yells. And I just run, man, like as fast as I can back the direction we came towards the river. And he comes after me and we get to, the, and we've been running, running, running. And we finally stop. And then he gives me one of those. Yeah, they do that. And I go, okay, that's, that's something one you should have mentioned beforehand that that might be a thing that would happen that did surprise me like that. But two, what do you mean? And here's what he tells me. He goes, he goes, they'll creep up on you. He goes, they're so quiet. They can get really, really close to you without you hearing them. And then they make big noises to scare you away. And I went, okay, that means that one of two things happened. Either one, this thing really did creep all the way up that close without us hearing it, which would right. be, I don't know an animal that can do that. Um, or two, 
whatever it was had been laying there for two hours just listening to us talk and smoke cigarettes and look at this you know look in the dark it had just been laying there for two hours waiting on us and then rah either explanation doesn't make any sense to me and i can't tell you what we what we encountered that night that's everything i know and that's everything he told me after the fact i think they're aliens personally i think that it covers all the it, it explains everything we need that if they come down and beam down and they're just and then we see them just for a minute when they cross the road or rub up against a tree or whatever it is they or maybe they abduct a redneck and then they take them back up in the ship and that's why there's never any bodies that's why there's never any real you can't ever track them anywhere because it's they're all i think aliens explain everything if bigfoot lock net if i can't explain it k-pop they're aliens girlfriend just want to get that out of the way um I was at her place the other night. She had a bat in her apartment. That's the night that she learned that she was dating a uh, coward. So she was like, what do you think we should do? I was like, I would sell the place as is. That's what I would do. I would just, two beds, one bat, see what we can get for it. Um, I called pest control and they're very condescending. Uh, they're like, try to remain calm because the bat is more afraid of you than you are of it. I was like, do you want to come over and talk to the bat? Because I don't think he knows that, all right? I am running around with a tennis racket and a flashlight. It takes D batteries. I have never seen a D battery in my life. And this flashlight takes 18 of them. So do not tell me to calm down. They're like, well, we're going to send somebody, but we need to get you an estimate first. I was like, what is the estimate for? We didn't ask you to put shingles on the roof. Look at the chart. Bat quantity one. That's the price. It's a fixed price every time. Pretend I said bear. Get over here. 20 minutes later, there's a guy at the door in gym shorts with a trash bag. I was like, oh, my God. I thought they were going to send the Ghostbusters. I thought... Guys would come over, laser the bat out of the air, high-five me and say something witty like, this is a no-fly zone tonight, baby. Uh, this guy comes in, he catches this bat in 10 seconds. It was very embarrassing. It was also very suspicious. I feel as if him and the bat knew each other from another job. Uh, the bat's on the wall like, holy, well, Jeff, how are you? Good to see you, man. It's been ages. Let me jump in that bag and we'll get out of here. As he's leaving, though, he goes, someone will be around next week to get the rest of them. Have a good night. So, I don't know how this story ends because I left with Jeff in the bat. I was like, I'm out of here. I don't... I don't need this.